With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Facebook on. shopping or you can you can um exercise for an hour outside and you have to wear masks the second you step outside which is um it's annoying it, uh it's, it's it's tough for the second time too you know we had everybody else had theirs but then it, it all came back somehow and really jumped on top of it um they're trying to stamp it out but it's it is tough it's just time around and everybody's just kind of waiting it out but um it's not easy. Well, it's crazy just to hear like how other countries are, are doing it. Um, I know we're obviously, um, you know, I'm sure you've talked to people, your people in, uh, in the United States, people are just like, whatever, like just doing whatever they want. And I think Australia has like, it sucks, but at the same time, like people are, you know, it's, it's kind of keeping it under check. 
people here are just like whatever like they're just throwing reckless abandonment and now we're kind of got a mess i know it's just a disaster so i it's it's crazy to see the different responses but i know new zealand and australia have like very low rates which is cool yeah australia i mean compared to america even melbourne has really low rates it's high for here but yeah um i don't know i'm obviously american um (laughs) but it's hard to see you see all you know you see the news but mostly the news you catch over here is the wild stuff so you know, Trump. Trump doesn't help, but then the, everyone's got different agendas, and everyone's got different, you know, ideas of what quarantine is or what they should be doing. And some states don't have any rules, and some states, you, you know, there's social distancing, and um, it's weird to see, especially now with colleges going back and college sports. Sports aren't going, but it just seems like everyone else is just doing, going by with you know with normal life. So I don't know. It's a weird time for the world. It is. I just think about, uh, you know, obviously you, um, when you're in the late nineties, when you're getting recruited to kind of go to Michigan state, it's pretty interesting to think of what would, what are like a recruit is going through at this time of their lives. Cause I, I know, you know, Michigan state, you were highly recruited and imagine going through all this without like possibly playing your senior year in high school. I mean, it's, it's, it's astronomically crazy. To think, I mean, I, I, I feel bad for um, the guys who play baseball, guys who play a spring sport. That was all canceled last year. And uh, you kind of lose those diamonds in the rough. Yeah, and even just, not even guys who are going to go on to play in college. But, you know, my, my senior year of basketball was, in high school, was some of the best times I ever had, you know. I, you know, with your friends, the guys you grew up with, especially in Indiana, you know, a small town in Indiana, you, you're playing with the guys who live on the same block as you. And it was special times, you know, like, you know, still the toughest game I ever lost in my life was, uh, was our last game my senior year. Um, and to have that, to not even have that opportunity would be, be tough. I mean, you know, as an 18-year-old, you know, that's most people's, that's the end of their career, especially, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of try to try not to watch the news much and everything, but it doesn't mean it's going anywhere. Nothing's changing. It's so crazy. I feel like the same thing. Um, I mean, obviously you played in Michigan state, you played in some, in some crazy big crowds, which is awesome. I think about like playing at Monmouth with like a smaller school. I always talk about like how my high school games were, it just felt like there was just more energy in the arena when you're playing in a high school game. I remember those games, like the rivalry games, it's packed, like people waiting outside and that's so fun. And then you kind of go to like a bigger stage and it's like the crowds are so exciting. But as you get progress in professional basketball, the crowds become like, uh, like more, it's like the NBA crowds. They're not like as intense. They're like there for like entertainment. But those high school games, those were intense. Those were like a lot of fun. I always look back as like the fandom, it goes like, it almost decreased in terms of energy as I as I got older. Yeah, a little bit. Where Where are you from, Kevin? Where'd you go? Uh, right outside of Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. So, so I yeah, mean, I, I, yeah, big everywhere, but Indiana. Uh, you know, the, the stories are true. Like you hear, like uh, <laughs> you know, everybody's talking at the barbershop and stuff like that. And we had we had a school of less than five hundred, but our our gym, which was a classic old school gym i mean it was old but it, it still it was like a stadium seating and the, the seats didn't go in and out it was just one court with stadium seating and 3,500 people every friday and saturday night 
uh, you know, that's most of the town. <laughs> but it was always sold out for our games. And, yeah, it's not. It's like nothing you'll ever see before. Because then you move on, it's, you know, it's it's not a small town anymore, and it's it's people who are there for a couple different reasons and stuff like that. But, um, no, there's nothing like high school basketball. I agree. So kind of going into the uh, college basketball, you obviously won an NCAA championship at uh, Michigan State. So I know you have great memories of playing college basketball. Now kind of looking at what these young players are going through, and especially some of these young players, uh, you know, you have LaMelo Ball, um, you had RJ Hampton, like these guys going to the NBL the past year. Um, would you – like, when you look at that, would you recommend young players now to kind of jump into that situation of an MBL, or would you prefer that – would you recommend that they go directly to college? Yeah, I would I would not recommend it. I I think there's probably the top five – you know, the, the top two or three players of every class are, you know, are probably going to make – and in, who are, you know, guaranteed no matter what they do, they're going to be in the NBA. It, it might – that might be a better option for them. Uh, but you know, college basketball, people always talk about, you know, all they want to do is get the NBA. The NBA is the ultimate goal, but there's also something to be said for going to college and just the college experience. You know, once you're kids, your age who are, no one has any money. Everyone's just hanging out every night. Um, there's always something to do. You make friends for life there. And it's being a college student is something, it's part of the experience. It's part of something that, I don't know. To me, it's so much bigger and so much better than, um, you know, trying to risk it all for, for an NBA job. The NBA is going to be there. And it's much more of a de- developmental league now than it was when, when we were playing. If, you know, they weren't going to take anybody that wasn't ready, you know, yeah. 10, 20 years ago. But now, you know, they'll have you for years before they, they want to play you. But unless it's a, almost a guarantee that you're going to play on an NBA team, I just think, you know, college is. And it teaches you so much more, too. I think you probably have the same experience as I do. When you played with imports who are, were at one time, you know, going to be big-time NBA names, and, you know, maybe they played for one year in college or skipped that, and they're just trying to get in the NBA, and they try to play on another team, they don't know the game. Right? They know how to play basketball. Yeah. They don't necessarily know how the game works. And it's, it, it's a hard thing to teach without your reps and, you know, you're putting into – a league with a bunch of men and everybody says it's so much different. And I, I just think there's something to be said for the college experience. No, I agree. Uh, you hit, hit some good points, especially college, uh, learning the game, which is something I think is kind of a lost art now. I mean, even I'm watching the NBA playoffs last night and I'm like, I'm seeing things. I'm, you know, I'm a Sixers fan. So I'm watching and I I'm sitting there yelling at the TV and I'm like, how does Joel Embiid not know how to like roll hard to the basket? Why is he constantly picking and popping? Like that's something that you, you're taught as a young age. Like he doesn't roll hard. And I'm like, and it's just these simple skill sets that you and I kind of grew up with. And some of these guys just don't do it. Everything's about like trying to be a guard. And I'm like, man, like if, if he rolled hard to the basket, like a guy like big Steve Adams, like who just takes off to the ba- like, He's he's a Hall of Famer. It's just frustrating that the skill set is lacking. Yeah, it's it's certainly a different game now and a different idea of what a big man is. I, he gets a little bit of it's tough for him. The bigger you are, it's kind of a 
everyone just wants you to stay on the block and yeah. you should just be dominating the whole time and dunking everything. It's it's not quite that easy, but you're right. I think I just think he's he's up and down. Like yeah. you know, like some games he looks like Kareem and other games he looks like he's just you know, he's he's just off with the fairies. Um <laughs> but watching NBA now I know I sound like an old guy and we probably everybody that can watch the NBA now complains, but I mean why even have like the court should just stop at the three point line and just just make it out of bounds inside the three point line <laughs> out of bounds. Like no one cares about anything yeah. other than drive and kick, drive and kick, drive and kick. It's gotta even out at, at some point. But you know, a guy's shooting now realistically a couple steps over the the half court line. I mean, I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. Amazing talent, and it's still fun to watch. But yeah, it's so much different than when we played. It is, and I look at like even watching the Last Dance, like you see Jordan, and I kind of forgot like you, he, a lot of his scoring came from mid range. Like he just oh, yeah. had that mid range game. He wasn't bearing threes all the time. Everything wasn't a dunk, but he controlled that mid range, and you kind of see, you know, you can be the best player of all time just mid range game. So that's. It is. It's like a lost art. I think just the evolution of basketball, everyone just wants the jack threes, which I understand, you know, it's an extra point. Yeah. But so kind of going back to the uh, NBL, why do you think it's such a popular uh, landing spot for uh, some of these young guys to co- who come out of uh, high school directly to the pros? Well, I think the, the, the owner, uh, Larry Kesselman, has – when I, I played for Melbourne Tigers for two years, and he had just signed on to be the owner of them, and then he ended up buying the whole league. He's pumped a lot of money into it, um, and he's really they've really tried hard to, to be a pipeline for the NBA. I think um, they'll kind of bow down to whatever you know, the, whatever NBA kind of wants them to do, or they'll bend the rules or whatever, so it makes it easier for the NBA. And then, but it's 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 been really good. I mean, to get some notoriety for the league around the world, and, um, but. You know, it's a place to go. I mean, everybody wants to come to Australia. It's a great place to live. Like you played in Cairns. Um, it's just a good, good place to be. You know, mm-hmm. great people, great culture. Um, when I was first coming out here after out of college, guys were saying it's a good place to go play. But you know, you wanted to go to Europe first to make some money, then you go to Australia. Yeah. Um, I wasn't too worried about money, so I came straight here. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it's it's a great place to play, and it's it's I think because of there's such good communication between the NBL and the NBA, it, it, it's why you see so many guys come out here. That's awesome. And um, where would you rank it? I mean, I know you played, uh, also played in Israel, you know, playing in Michigan state, like where would you rank the, the NBL in terms of like one, like a, a league in the world? Would you think it's like up there? Or is it, you know, kind of a middle of the range? I think, I think when I first got here, it's probably middle of the range. But mm-hmm. It's it's growing though. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the top leagues in the world now. You know, it's below the Euro League. It's probably the step below the Euro League, NBA Euro League, than now mm-hmm. NBL probably, um, just because of the talent and there's not many teams and um, every team is is really good. Uh, I, I'd probably put it there now. It, it seems to keep growing. I mean, three they allow three imports now, and these imports are high quality. Like I don't know if I would have gotten a job back back then. Um, I don't know if I would have got a look in. Uh, because you kind of now you have to have some type of NBA experience or, you know, you played in the G League or something like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's funny because I'm talking to you and I talk to Nick Horvath a lot. Yeah, like I've, I've remained close with Nick, like we'll FaceTime and stuff. Um, uh, we played together in, in New Zealand when I was played for Wellington. 
so we became close and uh it's funny because nick kind of has like the twang he's kind of got like a new zealand twang i I was watching the mbl finals and sean redditch is like he's got like a real thick kind of like australian twang i noticed yours you still got the amount you you don't have that twang yet it's pretty uh I, I was just wondering when that kind of starts taking over where you kind of like start speaking like with the australian accent i don't know i i when I talk to Americans, I think I put the, more of that Indiana twang on it. When there's no <laughs> Americans around, I probably slip into. I definitely say different words now. You know how Australia has a bunch of different words. Yep. For, I, I I use those words now, um, but now I don't know if that'll ever leave me. I think I was, you know, I was born in a cornfield, and I just I don't think that'll that'll ever go. But there's a lot in my house. There's a lot of mocking how each other speaks, so my wife and kids will mock mock my um, <laughs> accent, and then I'll. realizing out. So kind of, um, you know, the, the cool thing, the really cool thing is you were able to play for the, um, the boomers, like the Australian national team. Is that like an odd experience kind of growing up as American and then just like have, going and playing for a different country? Yeah, it was, it was weird, especially when you first come out here that like you would have thought, you know, I, that, I won't, you know, I won't do that or that's not a possibility, <laughs> but then he played for a few years and then, um, so we met a couple months after being out here. We've been together ever since. So we got, once we got married and we had kids and everything, you become a citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it makes more sense. And you, you know, you'd love the opportunity. Uh, and I went to a camp, like Brett Brown was the coach. I remember I went to like a four day camp. And I made the team, but our, our son was going to be born. So I didn't go on the trip. Um, I decided to, to stay home for that, which was the right choice. But, you know, with those things, it's like once you kind of miss your window, it, they, you don't get the chance. Okay. That kind of passed on. But, uh, it, you know, just something, you know, growing up, you didn't think you ever gonna have a chance to, but it was it was really cool to be able to do. That's awesome. So, uh, I I just I just I talked a lot about Australians. Like I just wrote a book, and like uh, one of the chapters I've mentioned, like Australia. I talked about like all about Australia and my time in Cairns. And um, the funny thing is, like Australians are just like crazy people. Like they're the most unique people because they're like so nice. They're so kind. But they're like crazy. Like, I remember a guy like on my team, like, you know, I'm playing with like Anthony Stewart and stuff and Stewie and like, they're just like walking around picking shit up. And I've never seen it. Like my friend Scott Cook, like he would come and like pick up like some random animal walk into my apartment. I was like, what, what is this? So it was a, have you have any crazy experiences just kind of with these like Australians just doing weird stuff when you first got there and be like, oh my God, what is happening? Uh, I, you know, coming out here, I thought it was going to be, because I came straight to Melbourne. Okay. So I thought it was, I was going to see kangaroos, like, straight off the plane. But it <laughs> um, wasn't really like that. Uh, you know, just, I don't have as many. You probably have more. In Cairns, there's all different kinds. I remember um, going to the zoos and things around here or, or the wildlife sanctuaries where, the animals kind of run free and uh, the first time seeing kangaroos and you think 
from the cartoons and all the stuff you've seen before that, they're going to be nice and cuddly and <laughs> it'll be neat to see them. And they are, they're terrifying up close. They are, they look at you with dead eyes and like they come up to you and they're trying to like, I was with my wife and they came up to her first and they're trying to go through her purse. And I took off, I just took off running. I, I, I tried to save myself before her. They're just they're scary. Those and like emus and stuff like that. They're just, um, it can be rough out here if you're with the animals, like spiders and snakes and everything. But um, I've, I've stayed safe. She's protected me so far. Nice. Nice. I was about to say, you know, marrying an Australian girl, you can kind of get the, you know, you're prepared a little bit. I feel like, I was completely unprepared. I just walked up and like, it was like legit crocodile hunter. Like there was snakes and stuff. Like there were kai pans up in cans. And I'm like, I, I have the same experience. Like I was walking through a zoo and there's like a kai pan and it's in a cage that you would, that like I would see in America that like you would house your dog in when you leave the house. And the guy's picking it up and like kids picking their fingers. I was like, what is happening right now? Yeah, I know. In the oceans, there's, oh yeah. There's, oh, there's jellyfish here and there's, water snakes and all these things that um, you're not used to, definitely not used to growing up in Indiana. <laughs> so kind of let's talk about your art because I'm like fascinated by this. Like, like I, I look at it and I'm like, this is incredible because I grew, grew up like in the same era as you did. Like the, I remember I had the dream team shirt with like all the guys, like characters on it and stuff and like a Carl Malone shirt and like a, Barkley, I grew up with those, and just looking at your art, it's like the the detail is incredible. Like even the one I'm looking at, the tattoos, like you, it was like so detailed. You, your attention to detail is phenomenal. How did you kind of get into uh, art in the first place? Where you had been drawing like your whole life? Yeah, yeah, it's always been something I've been really interested in. Basketball was always my first love, and then. Uh, art. My mom was an art teacher, um, so we grew up around that kind of creative lifestyle. I mean, not lifestyle, but she's she's a creative and very influential to me. Um, I discovered like graffiti and like uh, street art a little bit, so I kind of got into that. Um, never, I never was like cool enough to actually do it on like a train or like in the public, but in my, when I was supposed to be sitting in class, just constantly, you know, trying to uh, sketching in my, in my books, that I was supposed to be taking notes on. And that's kind of always what I've done. Just sitting down, anytime I sit down, I, I try and draw something or sketch something. And then uh, closer to retirement, I tried to focus a little bit more. And then once I re did retire, I really focused on it. And I, I think not necessarily focused on it as in, I, I want this to be my profession or, or I do for money just more of like you know when you you finish basketball you need a new something you need something to obsess over and something to kind of keep you from I don't know you know going crazy a little mm -hmm. bit and uh I really focused on that and really dove into that and have put a ton of hours in and um yeah like influenced by those is 80s and early 90s caricatures and um just kind of gone from one you know if you're gonna pay me to draw something I'll do that and I go from one job to another and then I've built a following and built a um, built my kind of skill off of that. Um, I don't know. It's it's never something I've, I've planned, but it's just definitely something I've I've wanted to do. That's awesome. What do you where do you kind of get the? You're just kind of will watch something or hit something because I know you do like sports, but then you you kind of do like the pop culture. 
Like, I love yeah. the Will Farrell, the prison mic is incredible. We were just talking about that. That's my favorite. <laughs> the prison mic, yeah, yeah. He, uh, I, was, I held off on the office forever. Did you, were you guys fans of the British office? I was a huge fan of the British office. Yeah. I did, I couldn't yeah, watch the American one. I was I too. That was the first thing I watched when I got out here. Yeah, somebody suggested it to me. One of the Ben Pepper. You remember yeah. Ben Pepper? Yeah. He suggested it to me. And I, I I saw it and I was like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, I, <laughs> what is this? And then he figured out. And then I was such a big fan of that. I held off on the American Office until a couple of years ago. And it's good, really good. It can't, it can't, it's, it's no British office, but yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so what happens is most of the stuff I do, which I don't, I don't promote as much there. Almost all of it is like pre-order commissions. So mm-hmm. someone will just, you know, through social media or email, they'll like that prison mic. Somebody wanted that for a friend for their birthday. So what I'll do is I'll do the art for them. I send them the original and then if I can use the art for something else, like, you know, that's something that would be pretty popular among everyone. I'll put it on a t-shirt or uh, ordered. Um, that's why it can be kind of so random um, with the, the subject matter, but usually like pop culture and sports is kind of what I stick to. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, just kind of like I, I see it when I'm following you on Twitter. I'm like looking and I love that every like it pops up. It's like one of my favorite things because I'll just look and I, I'm the same way. Like I like when you do the you have a great way of, of kind of keeping interest and like promoting because you'll throw the like the original sketch in there and then you kind of like show it kind of growing. I think that's like a really good promotion thing because now I, I look and I'm like, Oh, it's going to be awesome. And then I'll like check back in a few days later. I'm like, Oh, it's almost done. And it's like, it's a cool feature because I just as a fan, I'm looking at it because I love, you know, I'm like a big art appreciator. I suck as a drawer and anything else, but I do appreciate art and stuff. So I do think it's like, I'm a fan of that. I love the, watching the process kind of go down. It's, it's also interesting. I'm looking at like, I'm really, Sorry, Adam. I'm looking at your your shop right now, and I'm just looking at a lot of your no, keep your, going. Keep your, your products and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And uh, I see the, the Will Ferrell, the uh, the Tropics, and stuff like that. And I'm seeing uh, Hey Arnold, and I'm seeing uh, uh, a lot of Doug stuff. And it's kind of funny, I guess, for like our age level, it's it's got like a lot of throwback. Like I'm like, oh my god, Hey Arnold! I grew up with that. I gotta have that shirt kind of thing. <laughs> You know, like, and, and that I think is a niche all in itself. It's just the, the subject matter that, that you're choosing here. I'm like, yeah, I remember when that movie came out with Will Ferrell and it's so unique. Cause isn't that the thing? Like, like, weren't we talking about this last, last couple of weeks, Kevin, I know it's been a while since we've been on, but yeah. uh, we were talking about this in the fact that, um, you know, Kevin, Kevin, what was that shirt you had with the Wookiee? Like, Oh, Chewy. Yeah, yeah. The chewy, it was a like a chewy with Star Wars, and it was just like the yeah. fact that it melded his his two things together, and uh, subject matter and whatnot. You know, was uh, it was interesting. Yeah, that's a good way to you know with Twitter. I was never on social media until I started getting you know having to get my art out there. Um, and I love it and hate it. Just I think like everyone else does. Uh, uh-huh. Twitter especially has been great for just getting it out there and people will spread it around and it, the 
is, you know, it's, it can be a negative place, but I, you know, I haven't really experienced much negativity on there. I think if someone doesn't like it, they just kind of pass it by. And if they do like it, you know, leave a comment or, or share it. And it's, it's really been good for me to, um, to get promotion. And then after that, I, I eventually did a website, but yeah, the, the, you know, the stuff, you know, I'm pretty nostalgic and you know, with the pop culture stuff and the stuff that growing up is what, you know, I, yeah, I love to, to incorporate in, incorporate that into what I'm doing. And especially when you kind of mold two things together, it's like, you know, if someone gets it right away, it, it helps. Um, I think come back. So I did, um, was for Doug from Nickelodeon and um, uh, White Man Can't Jump. Uh, put those two together and... It, 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 but I did it by accident, honestly. I was trying to draw Billy Hoyle, and halfway through, and I was like, that doesn't look like Billy Hoyle. That looks like Doug. <laughs> uh, so I put that out there, and then um, that's still my the thing I've sold the most of. People love it. Just the simple picture of those two things together with kind of no other words that go to it. So it's kind of like a if you know, you know thing. Like if you don't get it, then, then um, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you in the club, so that's, that's helped. Um, and I would like to say I have a plan, but I, I don't really. I just kind of go with whatever I'm feeling and whatever kind of interests me at the moment. But you know, Will Ferrell especially is always good for good for um, some reactions and things like that. I mean, you know, you get a lot of guys are into the same stuff. So it, it, it's um, those kind of things are really enjoyable. I think it's, it's really interesting how you link um, like art and sports together. Because uh, I, I definitely came from a, a sports-oriented family. My sister was a basketball player, like, big time in, in South Jersey. Um, and now she's PE teacher, keeps her, her hands in it. Um, so I came from, like, a, a heavy sports family. And I was, like, the artist. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a music teacher. And to, to kind of grow up in that world. But I was always oh, yeah, kind of yeah. sports, too. Like, I, baseball was my sport. And I played year-round and whatnot. But... Um, it was, it was kind of like for a while, it was like hard for those two worlds to collide. So to see someone else who like, uh, who is kind of engrossed in both worlds. And that's something that I try and teach my students often is like, you don't have to just be a sports or you don't have to just be in the music, but the students often identify with one or the other, and they have a hard time identifying with both. It's, uh, you know, I can think of like one or two students right off the bat that like can identify with both, but, uh, especially at the middle school level, they feel like I have to be the athlete. Or I have to be the artist. And, uh, you know, like, it's something that I, I find myself uh, grappling with all the time with, with my students is that, like, hey, guys, you can do both. You can be a musician and be the star yeah. basketball player. You can be the star basketball player but sing in the choir. It's all good. Uh, and like you said, like, there's just that idea of having, um, like, a plan after sports. You know, um, and yours just happened to be art. I think it's awesome. Like, uh, I'm definitely going to be showing my students this kind of stuff uh, to say, hey, look, you know, it's it's and the way you melded it together, like it's basketball. It's it's you got the caricature thing and you're coming from that world. It's a completely different perspective. So I, I have a lot of admiration for that, man. Yeah, thanks. I, I wish I could say that I was proudly uh talking about both my interests back back then with like in middle school and high school but you know like when you're a kid at that age you you, you know i'm a basketball player and that's that's what i do you know and i never really told anything anybody about the other side of the, of what i do until after that was all done um and I, I don't know it's just kind of you know your identity is wrapped up in one thing it's it's hard to do both but 
Um, I don't know. We, once once basketball finished, you, you need something else, and it's something I've always wanted to do, and it's it's, it's, it's okay. Now, you know, I, I don't know if I'll just do only art for the rest, you know, the rest of my life, but I will always produce art, you know, kind of that compulsion to create, and it's just something I enjoy doing, and you, everybody has a hobby. It's kind of my hobby and in my job right now. Um, sometimes that's good. Can I ask you what your favorite work on 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 your website is? Like, is there like a piece that you're like particularly um, proud of? Because I'm looking at this NBA '90s. Usually, it'll be what I've just done. Like, usually it'll be what I've just done. Yeah, yeah. Artists, I think artists and athletes are are pretty critical of themselves, and um, you know, I do something and think. I wake up the next morning and think, man, that's pretty good. And then it might be two days after that, you just uh, put it away. I don't want to see that anymore. You can see the, the mistakes in it. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at. You know, I'm happy with where I've, I've come. And it's, it's a lot of it's hard work. You know, you put the work in, and especially with art. And, you know, music might be the same way. I, I don't know. I wish I could play guitar, but I, I've never tried. So um, it, it might be the same way as in, like, you can really see – through concentrated uh, practice, you can really see your improvements quickly. I think with basketball sports, it's much harder. It takes a much longer. It's, it's like a longer game. Uh, but with art, you know, music might be the same way. You can really see the improvements pretty quickly, especially when you start, and it becomes really rewarding. But it's something you got to be really uh, disciplined with. You know, like especially as you get older, like no one's. You know, no one cares. No one's giving you time to sit down and just draw. You got plenty of other things to do. So if you don't make time for yourself and and do it religiously, you know, and try and you know carve out some time for yourself, it's not going to happen. But it is it is cool to see like your improvements. And I can see from my older stuff, and even from a year ago, from you know, a couple months ago, you can see like oh, it's paying off. You know, this is going somewhere. You know, Kev, I just had a thought. We should definitely have Adam back on in like maybe November. Right, yeah. uh, right before like uh, holiday season, people start holiday shopping and stuff like that. You know oh what yeah, I'm um, true. Just to, or at least at the very you know like get some type of like promo going on here uh, with a link to his. That would uh, be cool. His uh, his uh, his, uh, his shop here because I'm like, oh, this would be good for my sister. And, you know, <laughs> my brother-in-law. You know, he loves um, uh, prison Mike and stuff like that. So we'll have to keep that in the, in the notes for for future brother. Absolutely. I love the I love that you're Christmas shopping already. That's like you're like way ahead of the game. <laughs> I told, we were talking before the show. I told you I'm like super planner, man. Yeah, you are a planner. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get well, I love the misconception like of uh, I think like the stereotypical. We have to be athletes um, first in that young age, like in high school. You know, I, I'm like, I always describe myself. I was like, I'm I, like, I love the line from American Pie. I'm like, I was a band geek. I just never joined the band. Like I was kind of, I was like, just like a dorky kid who liked Star Wars. And like, you know, I just, I, and like, I just never, I was like a good basketball player. So everyone's like, you're cool. And I'm like, well, I'm, technically I'm not really that cool, but you know, if you say so. So I love that, that, uh, kind of going through and like kind of talking about the like how you kind of form that mentality of like you know you're just kind of you know cool because you play a sport but I think it's uh it's interesting to see so many people that I talked to growing up who had similar mentalities to, to me and just kind of like had these passions and things 
outside of basketball that they loved and uh, they just never really were able to show it because we're trying to put on this persona of like, no, I'm an athlete, like I'm cool. And it was, it's like crazy. I had to like suppress the geekiness inside of me just to be like a good basketball player. It's out now totally, but <laughs> well, good. geekiness is like just all through my life. It's, it's almost like a little bit of therapy session right now, Kev. It's all yeah, right, brother. Exactly. It's all right. It's nice. It's nice. <laughs> well, Star Wars, I mean, geek culture is big now. Like, yeah. Oh, it's you know, huge. Everybody likes Star Wars now. Like, it's, yeah. it's, that's totally changed. It's true. I'm sitting there watching them like, oh, I'm going to watch the Avengers and stuff like that. And people are like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, is it? All right. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm cool then. <laughs> that's like my jam right there. Game of Thrones, you know, like that's like the yeah. thing now. Everyone was addicted to that a while. I'm just getting into it now. But I'm like, oh, my God, how did I not get into this earlier? Like, this is yeah. that's amazing. I've been trying to watch Westworld. I swear to God, like, I need a fucking map, like, to get through. It's, like, so confusing. I'm like, what is happening? And, like, you, that's like a show, like, I can't even look at my phone or, like, yeah. my daughter can't run around. And, like, I'm just like, no, no. Like, I, what did they just say? Like, every single line is so important. I'm like, this show that's is how, how I'm with Game of Thrones right now. I can't. Like, yeah. I got to do it when no one's around. Yeah, it's like a 1 a.m. in the morning when everyone's, no one's getting up. Adam, uh, we obviously so appreciate you coming on today. Thank you so much. The, uh, the coolest thing is, you know, it's like 8 o'clock in the morning here. I'm drinking coffee, and you're sipping on a beer. It's like <laughs> it's <a> cool. <laughs> yeah. It's like a cool thing. To kind of see, like, you know, that it's, it's evening there. You're, like, winding down for the day, and we're just like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it can be annoying sometimes, but like this, it's good. But, um, yeah, at 10 o'clock, we're, I'm usually in bed by 9, so <laughs> it's a late night for me. This is, like, a, it's like a big night, especially with lockdown. This is, this is probably the most fun I've had in a while. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Adam, thank you so much. We'll definitely uh, – I will keep in touch, try to have you back on so we can kind of get the promos and stuff for all the fans out there. Uh, and uh, we really appreciate you coming on and talking today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Kevin. I appreciate it, and uh, congrats on you guys' success with this. And, uh, I mean, if you want to do, like, collaboration or anything, stuff like that, like like you said next time, if you have me back on, like I've got um, – we can do codes, like a code for your anybody who listens to the – to the um, podcast, you can put in whatever that you name your show is that code and get like ten percent off or whatever. Cool, oh, I like okay. that. Let's That's awesome. That. <laughs> I love it. Well, that was awesome. Thanks, Adam. Right, I thanks, appreciate Adam. it. And uh, yeah, have a good evening, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> All right, guys, take it easy. Thank you. See, Bye. See that was awesome. Yeah, really need to have someone from that artistic, you know, especially maybe, you know, like, you know, from my artistic background to to have that conversation because it was always something I, I seriously grappled with being in that athletic family with an athletic dad and, you know, who, and it was like, man, we're going to play basketball. We're going to play baseball all the time. And then when I started to do music stuff, it was very foreign to my family. Yeah. Um, like, and eventually the music stuff, you know, took, took hold. I wish I continued playing baseball a little bit longer than I had, but it, you know, it was, it was an interesting dynamic, even to this day, you know, where it's like uh, being the music guy in an, in an athletic world um, and how he melded two of his loves. I, I even like wrote down like my dream job, Kevin, yeah. is to be the DJ at like the Wells Fargo center. That would be awesome. Like, I want to do that. Like um, flyers, sixers, you're just pumping, yeah, just pumping, pumping music, music in. Make the choices, like read the crowd, like how do I get this crowd 
to yeah. go friggin' nuts. And uh, and I even like I follow like a lot of like uh, DJ like pages and there and um, you know what oh, the um, I don't I can't remember if it was Sixers or Flyers. And do you know the like the Channel Six Action News theme? Yeah. Right. You know, like that old school. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. And they had like this version of it that they played. I want to say maybe it was a Flyers game and the crowd went nuts because it's such a Philly icon. And <laughs> and it got like everyone going nuts. And people were talking about it for like days afterwards. Um, and I was like, that's the kind of stuff I want to do. I want to do that kind of stuff uh well i feel like jim gardner the guy from uh abc action news was he was like the original he was like almost the 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 prototype for ah crap we lost you for a second kev just brought the show completely full circle because you know obviously adam has like anchorman shirts will farrell shirts and you know we got jim gardner we just went Full circle. We just we're like in, we just inception the inception. We're like <laughs> levels deep right now into uh, pop culture. Absolutely, but uh, no, it was really it was really neat to see that that perspective. Uh, I agree. From the, I thought that was great. Um, and listen to the people out there. We're we're uh, we're gonna be be going. Uh, I know we say this a lot. It's you know it's tough. To kind of get the show in as much as we want, you know, families and yeah. and everything like that. It's tough. We don't have like you know big sponsorships well, to kind of be like, hey, well, you set aside kids. this time. It's I it's like kids. a hobby. Like yeah, yeah we're not getting paid. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. Like my my one son, like kind of like walked on. Yeah. Oh, that was, was like, awesome. He started I, playing the jingle bells. I just I want to say it. hi. I was like, bud, give me like ten. Like <laughs> you know, like he just <laughs> wants to be a part of the show. And that's awesome. And that's what I think, you know, uh, you know, we're not, we're, we're, we're doing this. And I think it's, we, we've drawn a good fan base. I think our stats have been really doing well, uh, the overseas basketball market. Um, I just think it's cool to kind of have these in-depth discussions. And I love that we t- end up with every single guest. We talk more than basketball. We get into like, like almost like some, some deeper things that they're going through in their lives, you know, the things that they're doing outside of basketball, which is what I really like about it. Oh, yeah, man. That, that like, oh, my God. What was the kid's name that was doing the, um, the, uh, the inspirational stuff, like the stories of the, the – Oh, yeah, Dion. Yep. Dion. I, I think about him all the time. And, uh, you know, I definitely, we should definitely have that guy back on. Yeah, he's great. I would love, like, we, we it's just, like, fun to kind of get, like, the alumni of the show. And then you're, I'm, like, constantly seeing their stuff. And I need to do a better job. I like here, if we had money or if we got a sponsor, we could hire someone who just does social media and can just put all these things out there, retweet and stuff. Right. Like, I suck at social media because, like, I'll sit there and it's, like, the, the 10 minutes in my life where I get to sit there by myself without a child jumping on me or something like that, where I'm like watching a game, I'll like tweet something. And it's like my only tweet in like two weeks. And it's just like, because there's just not enough time. Well, that's Uh, the good news about this. Maybe, like you said, we have some people who are kind of like, all right, where, where you guys been for a couple weeks? And now maybe like, I'm going to get together. I'm going to put, I'm going to put this together within the next couple days. And it'll be like, all right, Maybe we, we need to put, like, coming soon, you know what I mean? Like the uh, yeah. episode whatever number with Adam Bollinger, you know? Like, yeah. build it up a little bit. <laughs> I do. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna throw some social media, like, the, the, the seven minutes I have to myself today <laughs> besides yeah. this hour. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely throw it. Well, it's crazy because it's 8.13 in the morning right now. 
you just talk to Adam, who was like, it was like 10 o'clock at night, his time. And uh, it's crazy because like I'm going and doing basketball, like I've, you know, basketball, like instruction and clinics and stuff that I'm running today, starting at nine o'clock in the morning. So in 45 minutes, I'm going to be outside instructing, you know, 20 something kids on basketball. So it's just like crazy how like, you know, we like fit this in. Yep. But I'm so glad we were able to do it this morning. Yeah, I'm man. Still, you know, DJ John Hunt, everyone, uh, you make the show go. Uh, I, it's me just sitting here, like, bringing in guests, and then all of a sudden I just show up, turn on the microphone, and everything's recorded and done. So, like, you know, props to you. And uh, anyone listening who, especially people in big arenas, give them a shot. Yeah, Let's if go. You know, even for uh, the podcast, you have an idea, you want to jump on, you want to you want to do yeah. something, you know, you want to talk to Kevin, you want to do a question and answer with Kevin. We still got to do the show where we uh, we get the dirt on Kevin Owens. I like how you said my name. You want to do the show with Kevin? Kevin <laughs> like, Owens. Like, Kevin. All right. Listen, uh, hit us up. Uh, I need to, and this is why I suck at social media, John. Like, I don't even know our things like i'm like looking on my phone right now to find what our twitter handle is the twitter handle isn't it the matchup zone I, th- I don't think it's the i like it's like the mu zone podcast i think oh. here it is yeah it's m at mu zone podcast uh send, you know follow us uh we're also the matchup zone on instagram the instagram i don't think will be uh you know as big of a thing but like the twitter like like adam was saying i think that's like a big thing for promoting and i think that's cool so we have to really get all over that i'll hit us up but hit us up on mu at mu zone podcast and also, um, facebook at the yeah. matchup zone yep and instagram is at matchup zone sweet so yeah hit us up and uh any questions if you want to be a guest if you played and you have a great story to tell. Hit us up, and uh, we'll talk. I love this show. I love what we're going. I love what we're doing. Uh, and, we, you know, hopefully if you are out there and you're like, you know what? I could throw some money at this, and actually their social media can explode because I like what they're doing. Hit us up, too, because, you know, currently. Uh, we're going to do that once once this uh, we indoor dining or even outdoor dining. You know, yeah. uh, you know we could do some stuff on, on the, uh, the outdoor dining, some all yep. location stuff. My parents were just at uh, Philomena's, uh, and they had this whole Beatles thing, like, set up outside, like it was Beatles impersonator thing, outside. Really? So any of these places that are outside, Kev, maybe we can, uh, you know, get something going for fall, or one of these crisp fall nights with uh, some beer going or something. I like Um, it. I'm down. You know, and maybe we'll get some new people out now that we've been doing this for a little while, both on your side and my side, you know? Cool. I love it. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for joining in. Again, a big thanks to Adam Ballinger for joining us from Australia, uh, talking a little bit about art, some basketball stuff, his experience in Michigan State. Uh, DJ John Hunt, thank you as always. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Keep listening. We'll keep going. We're going to uh, hopefully get this this really uh, cracking in the next few weeks. So, guys, we'll talk to you then. Uh, Until next time, guys, I hope you have a great today, tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Matchup Zone. Peace out, guys.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.